Hello and welcome to this Grace Baptist Mission Media podcast. You're going to hear Serving Today, a program for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in discipling others or perhaps you teach the Bible one-to-one or in a small group, Serving Today will be relevant for a wide range of believers. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for pastors and church leaders. I'm Andrew Cook and I'm happy to be in your company once more. Christian Basics, the series continues. There are times in our lives when, although we would prefer it to be otherwise, we have to face very serious and sometimes solemn issues which we cannot avoid. Many of us will have faced hearing news that a loved one's illness is incurable. It might be a father or mother, and the news shakes the whole family. It's a dark and difficult experience to go through that we wish could be avoided. And as this programme is being put together, there's a desperate situation with several million refugees fleeing war in Ukraine. There are so many stories of families being separated, not knowing how long it will be before they will see their loved ones again, and if they will ever see them again at all. Heartrending is the only word to describe such experiences. As I said, these are solemn issues which we would all prefer didn't arise, but they are inescapable. And strange as it may seem, Those who faithfully believe and teach the Bible, the Word of God, also at times have to deal with subjects which, humanly speaking, we would much prefer not to, because they are so solemn. And we're going to begin looking at one such issue today as we continue our Christian Basic series here on Serving Today. Indeed, it is a complete contrast to what we've thought about in recent programmes. We've seen the glorious future that believers in the Lord Jesus Christ have – When the believer dies, they go to be with the Lord and await the glorious day of resurrection when Jesus returns to earth. Every true disciple of Jesus Christ will be given new bodies so that they can live in the new heaven and new earth forever with our Saviour. But we must consider what the Bible has to teach us about the future of those who do not trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. As I've already said, it's a most solemn and serious subject that, from a human standpoint, we'd prefer not to have to speak about, but which our love for God and his truth and our love for the lost demands that we do. As usual, Derek French spoke about this with our guest, Dr John Hall, and began by asking him to tell us what happens to those who refuse to believe in Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. Well, Derek, there's less about unbelievers, uh, what happens to them when they die in the Bible, because the Bible's written so that we might not be an unbeliever, but truly trust in Christ. But in the Scriptures, the Old Testament teaches that they go to Hades, a place of departed spirits. But in the New Testament, the Lord Jesus gives us a parable, which I think gives insight into what happens to them. The Lord Jesus, in Luke 16 seems to suggest that they are conscious, the unbeliever is conscious and in torment after death. What we read in scripture is really so upsetting and so difficult concerning the destiny of unbelievers. It requires faith and trust in God just to consider it. It really is heartbreaking to think that there's all this good news of the gospel available and people still perish. Mm -hmm. But that's what the scriptures say. 
Derek's now going to read to us from the story that Jesus told in Luke 16, 19 to 31. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine living and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In hell, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I'm in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my father's house, I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. An awesome story. But this time we're just going to focus on the unbeliever, the rich man. You notice both the believer Lazarus and the rich man are conscious after death. The rich man is unchanged. He's only conscious of his own torment. And he looks to Lazarus still to provide relief for him. He doesn't seem to be repentant. But the awesome thing here, in torment, there's no possibility of change for him. It says a great chasm has been fixed. You see, there's no possibility after death of passing from hell to heaven. You see, the time to cross from death and torment to life is now. Don't wait until it's too late. The rich man's torment is so great. He wants Abraham to send Lazarus to warn his brothers so that they won't come to the same place of torment. Awesomely, Abram replies that they have God's word, that's Moses and the prophets, and that's sufficient. No, 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 says the rich man. If someone returns from the dead, they will repent. But Abram says, well, if they don't believe God's word, they won't be convinced even if someone returns from the dead. And so it has proved to be true, because someone has returned from the dead. The Lord Jesus, God's own son, has returned and risen. But how few have believed. Listener, be sure you do believe God's word now before it is too late and repent and turn from your sins and trust in Christ as your saviour. Avoid at all costs the torment that the rich man has sunk into. Let his words from the other side of the grave echo in your ears. Send someone to warn them so that they don't come to this place. This is really very solemn, isn't it? Mm. We've seen then what happens to an unbeliever when they die. 
What about unbelievers later on, on the day of resurrection? Is there any hope for them then? No, Derek, sadly, just worse torment. The final confirmation of their condemnation. Perhaps you could read again for us John 5, 28 and 29. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good will rise to live, and those who have done evil will rise to be condemned. So in body and soul they will enter into condemnation. The prophet Daniel in Daniel 12 verse 2 says much the same thing. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of death will awake, some to everlasting life others to shame and everlasting contempt. So it's life or condemnation when the Lord returns, but it'll be whole people, body and soul, who enter life or condemnation. Paul also said that there would be a resurrection for all. He says in Acts 24.15, in his trial before Felix, I have the same hope in God as these men, that there will be a resurrection both of the righteous and the wicked. John, does the Bible give us any indication what kind of body the wicked will have at the resurrection, or are we not told? I don't think we're told. We just know that, like the ones who are saved, who enter the new heaven and new earth as whole men, body and soul, dreadfully, really dreadfully, unbelievers will enter the eternity of hell as whole men, body and soul, to suffer. Be sure you never go there. Mm -hmm. John, what's the next thing that will happen to those who do not follow the Lord Jesus Christ? As I've said, Derek, they will enter hell, eternal punishment. And Jesus spoke of this in many different places. We've looked many times at Matthew 25, verses 41 to 46. Now I'll just read the end. He says to those on his left, then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. You see, they are cursed. They lived like the rich man, self-centered lives. They were never showed any interest in anyone else or helped anyone else. And they were condemned to eternal punishment in the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. You can read the whole section from verse 31. But let's now look at another aspect of Jesus' teaching in Matthew 13, 40 to 43. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the fiery furnace, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So you need to hear, Jesus says that. And here is a picture in Matthew 13 of harvest time, which he likens to the final judgment. The wheat is taken in and put in the barn, goes to heaven. The weeds are burnt. But in that burning... There is weeping and gnashing of teeth, a description of torment, as with the rich man. John, does the Bible give us any indication of how dreadful it will be for those who suffer this eternal punishment? We've, we've seen, of course, the references to fire and torment. What will it be like for them? 
All the pictures that are given are truly terrible. They're awful. It's a place to be avoided at all costs, as Jesus makes clear in Mark 9, 47 to 48. And the word he uses there for hell is his own, a new word that he coined to give the picture, Gehenna, which means a rubbish dump outside Jerusalem, symbolising all that is unclean and rejected. Please read Mark 9, 47 to 48. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. This is the words of the loving Lord Jesus Christ. What he's saying is it's better now to suffer loss, to suffer now, than to find oneself cast whole into eternal hell, Gehenna, where their worm does not die. This is a truly, truly terrible picture of gnawing decay going on for eternity. A horrible picture, dreadful, something to be avoided at all costs. And so we close this edition of Serving Today. This is Andrew Cook saying goodbye. May we be faithful in our service for Christ. Well, thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch with us, you can now send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. That's plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. Until next time, goodbye.